Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 2nd, 2023. I'm teaching a new series. I started a series on January 2nd that went all the way through last week, and it was a series on the miracles of Jesus. And I pray that you were built up and edified. If you missed that, just go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. They're all there. Or go to the podcast. Wherever you get a podcast, just search for Rick Pina and you can download the Rick Pina podcast. So all of those uh, messages, they're all free. They're all online. And then if you want the notes, go to todaysword.org. All of that is online. It's all free. Make yourself available to it. It will change your life. The miracles of Jesus really helped us gain or increase our faith to believe God for the supernatural. Put in the chat, say, I believe God for the supernatural. Put in the chat, God can do anything. And because we believe God can do anything and we believe God lives in us, then that means that we can do all things. We can do all things. We can do all things because of God who lives in us. So that was that series. Now we've transitioned to a series on the parables of Jesus. We just started that this week. So this is part four of that series. The title of today's message is the Holy Spirit will help you see, hear, and understand. The Holy Spirit will help you see, hear, and understand. Put in the chat, Lord, help me to see, to hear, and to understand. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a blessing to you. Get ready to receive. All right, so we get into the word for this morning. It is important that we see, hear, and understand. I'm a member of Victory Christian Ministries International, and actually part of the vision of our church is that at any time when you can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God, you can be changed by that word that you see, hear, and understand. We, we must gain spiritual wisdom and insight concerning the word of God because the word of God can change our lives, but, and we already learned that no word from God is without the power to perform it meaning that no word, God will never give you a word that he hasn't already given you the grace to perform, but you will never maximize what you do not understand. So if you don't understand a word, a word that you do not understand, although it's powerful, that word would, would not benefit you. Why? Because you don't have a functional understanding of the word of God. But put this in the chat, Lord, you are giving me a functional understanding. I want to be able to apply the word of God to my life on a daily basis, which is why on today's word for over 25 years, we've been asking the question every day. So what does this mean for you today? Let's get into the word. And then what does this word mean for you today? Let's turn the corner from information to application, from learning to living. God has anointed me, graced me, empowered me equip me to be able to communicate his truths in a way that people can see and hear and understand. Say amen to that. Before we get into the message, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture we've been meditating on all year at our church. I want to share it with you. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. Meaning in this season, as we entered into 2023, and there were people that had a difficult 2022 and really going all the way back to the pandemic, just some things happen and life happens. And so it's like people lost something along the way, but in this season, you're going to get it back. This is a season of restoration. Put, put that in the chat, Lord, this is a season of restoration for me. But not only that, not, it's not just a season of restoration, but it's also a season of restitution. Glory to God. 
<laughs> Satan is going to have to not, you're not just going to get it back, but it's, it's coming back with interest. Glory. You're going to get it and take you to another level. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I declare that any area of your life that went dry in this past season, in this season, God is going to drench it again. Fresh anointing, fresh wind, fresh fire. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. So now the mother of all parables. Mark chapter four, this parable of the sower. I ended the series on the miracles with the mother of all miracles, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. I'm starting this series with the mother of all parables, a sower went forth to sow. So Jesus tells this story about a sower that went forth to sow. He tells this parable and then he says, hey, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. He walks away. The disciples like, hey, uh, Jesus, can we talk to you for a minute? So yeah, what's up? Uh, you said that some people are not going to understand these stories, right? He's like, yeah, some people will get it. Some people will not get it. Uh, well, we don't get it. Can you explain it to us? He's like, dude, you guys are my staff. I mean, my personal staff don't even get it. He says, all right, well, you need to get it because this is like, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable, which is why I call it the mother of all parables. So this is the explanation that Jesus provided his team. Mark chapter four, verses 13 through 20. The Bible says the farmer, he says, listen, the farmer that I was talking about, it's like the person who takes seed and he plants it down inside of God's people. Now, the seed is the word of God and the farmer is God. And so sometimes the teaching falls along the path. That's I'm going to give you four types of people. The first type of people is the word falls along the path. What happens with these people? They hear the, the teaching, right? They hear the word, but as soon as they hear it, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart because they don't understand it. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God and they're loud in church. Those are loud people, right? They'd be like, amen, you better preach, right? Those are those people that they quickly and gladly accept it, but, but they, they have a surface level relationship with God and they have a surface level understanding. And so what they do is they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their hearts. As a result, when trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, these people, they're quick to give up. Put in the chat, I will not give up. And then other people are like the the seed that's planted on thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God, but, you know, they come to church, you know, they they they, they got everything. They look great and all of that. They dressed up. They, they, they look amazing. They know what to say. They know how to clap on the first and third beat, if that's that kind of church. They know how to clap on the second and fourth beat, if the other kind of church, right? They know how to clap on beat. You say God is good. They say all the time. You say all the time. They say God is good. They know all of that. But really, their lives are full of other things. They got way too many things going on to be really focused on God. They just go to church to kind of like check the block. And so these are the people that when the word of God is sown in their heart, their lives are just full of other things, like the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. And so they have selfish desires and competing priorities. And as a result, the word of God doesn't produce in their lives. I mean, they they keep coming to church, but the word ain't doing nothing. That you know. So what what's happening? The word is trying to grow, but at the same time, they have all this other stuff growing, and the other stuff just chokes out the word. Man, I love the teaching. But Jesus is amazing the way he broke this thing down. And he said, now some people are like good ground. Say good ground. Say I'm good ground. Now these are the people that hear the word of God and that's it. They don't have competing priorities. That's it. They allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. That's it. They actually have an understanding of what they heard. They were able to see, hear, and understand. That's it. What happens? Now the word works. Guess what? The word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. This is what Matthew's account said of this particular uh, path that the the soil along the path that we've been looking at. He says, these are the people that, first of all, Jesus said, I speak in parables because though seeing, they do not see, though hearing, they do not hear, and they do not understand. 
So in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah saying, you will always be hearing, but never understanding. You will always be seeing, but never perceiving. But blessed are your eyes if you're able to see and hear and understand. So seeing and hearing and understanding is absolutely critical. And for us to do that, we need the Holy Spirit. Put in the chat, say, I need the Holy Spirit. So let me talk about the Holy Spirit for a minute, and then we'll break down the points for today. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, I'm going to read for you verses 9 through 12, but summarized version. The, this is what Paul said. The prophet said, no one has ever seen, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he went on to say, but God has shown or revealed those things unto us, by his spirit, say the Holy Spirit, okay? He says, the Holy Spirit knows all things, yea, even the deep secrets of God. He says, no one knows the thoughts of God except God's spirit. And so we receive God's spirit so that we can know everything that God has truly given unto us. Let me explain 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in a Rick Pena version, and then I'm going to give you the two points that I have for you today. Uh, so I'm going to take my time this morning, but I have some good teaching in these two points. But before I do, this is not part of my notes. I just want to share this with you. First Corinthians chapter two, let me explain it the way that I explain it. So he says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed those things unto us by his spirit because the spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep secrets of God. He says, no man knows the thoughts of a man, save the spirit of the man be in him. So what was he saying? He was like, let me explain it to you this way. All right. So let me say who's watching. Okay. Monique Farrell is watching. I'll use Monique Farrell as an example. So Monique Farrell is from the Virgin Islands. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so while we love each other and we're friends, we, we probably have different experiences and we come, uh, you know, looking at things from a different perspective. So Monique can't know what Rick is thinking. Now, if Rick was able to take Rick's spirit out of Rick and put it inside of Monique, then Monique would have Monique's spirit and Rick's spirit, right? And then Rick's spirit would be in Rick and Rick's spirit will also be in Monique. So at that point, Monique would have thoughts that come from Monique and Monique would have thoughts that come from Rick. These are foreign thoughts that are coming from this spirit that's inside of her, right? She knows it's not her spirit. <laughs> she don't think like that. <laughs> she knows it's not her spirit. That's like not how she talks or whatever, right? So it's like she's getting these thoughts and she's like, oh, that's not me. That must be Rick because that's not me, right? So if I was able to put my spirit inside of Monique, then Monique could have my thoughts. She would have my thoughts because every time I think them, now they would be available to her as well because my spirit is in me and my spirit is in her. Now, I can't do that. I can't do what I just said. I can't put take my spirit out of me and put it in Monique. My spirit can't be in two places at the same time. And so I can't do that, but guess what? God can. And so, yeah. So what God did is God gave us his spirit so that we can know the things that he's freely given unto us. And so he put his spirit down inside of us. Why? So that we could see and hear and understand. Oh my God. Say that's the role of the Holy Spirit, at least one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. Now that said, you know, I hope you got that, right? You got that understanding? Now, what does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you on this Friday morning. I've already given you a lot. I'm going to give you these two things. Open up your heart to receive. You got it? Here we go. Number one, your goal should be to see, hear, and understand the word of God, right? That's a simple goal. Your goal should be to see and hear and understand the word of God. 
The problem is that, like I just explained, so going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, after Paul explained it like that, said, you, nobody can know the thoughts of a man save the spirit of the man be in him. Well, obviously, I, you can't know my thoughts because you don't have my spirit, blah, blah, blah. But, but God gave us the spirit so that we can know, okay? And then he went on to explain this. He says, now the man without the spirit, the natural man, he can't understand the things of the spirit of God because the things of the spirit of God, they're spiritually discerned. Neither can they know them. As a matter of fact, he thinks they're foolishness. And so like, like I can't explain if I have a financial advisor that's not born again, I can't explain to the financial advisor when they look at how much money me and Isabella give away every year, they go, Hey, y'all shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but you don't understand. Like you don't understand. You don't understand. God is my source, dude. And the reason why we're blessed is we continue to sow. And the more I give, the more God gives to me. And the more I give, right. And so, but you can't, the man without the spirit of God can't understand the things of the spirit of God. As a matter of fact, they sound foolish. To, like it's foolishness to them. Like it, it, some of this stuff is foolish. Hey, if you're sick, why don't you come up here? I'm going to anoint you with oil. Don't put no Crisco on me. No, no. I'm going to anoint you with oil and I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. If you're sick, hurry up, come down here. Let me pray for you. Now in the natural, a doctor would be like, y'all can do whatever you want with that Crisco or whatever, but that ain't nothing like this is crazy. That's foolishness. You can't explain spiritual things to non-spiritual people. Right? So for us as believers, we got to see, hear, and understand the word of God through spiritual ears. So the Father gave us his spirit so that we can have a spiritual understanding of his word. And so, because those without the spirit of God, they're not perceptive enough to receive and understand what God is saying. You got it? I'm trying to explain this the best way that I can. The word of God makes no sense to people without the Holy Spirit. The word of God makes no sense to people without a spiritual perception or a divine understanding. Okay, let me say it to you this way. Do you remember when you tried to read the Bible before you got born again? You remember that? Like, before you got born again, you tried to read the Bible. And then people say stuff like this. Oh, man, that's like Greek to me. What are they saying? Man, I don't understand this stuff. Like, I'm, like before you got born again, you tried to read a spiritual book with natural understanding. And that doesn't work. See, God is a spirit and, and God communicates to us spirit to spirit. And so God is not sensual. God is spiritual. God doesn't, when, when things make sense, you can validate them with your senses. You go, oh, that's, that makes sense. That's, that's sense, sensible, right? That's logical. That's rational. The things of God are not sensible or logical and they're irrational, right? And so no, God doesn't have to make sense because God is a spirit. God is not sensual. God is spiritual. And so the Bible doesn't have to make sense. So when you read the Bible, the Bible wasn't designed to speak to your head. The Bible was designed to speak to your heart. So, so, so the Bible is designed to speak to your spirit. This is why the Bible doesn't make sense to people that, that are not born again. And so this is, why I, the, this is why the Bible teaches us not to have foolish arguments. I mean, why would I have an argument with somebody that's not born again about the Bible? Dude, you don't even understand it. Like, why, why should I even have this discussion? The only thing in the Bible for you is how to get born again. Oh, but let's talk about tithing. Oh, let's talk about this. Let, let's stop. We don't need to talk about none of that. Let's just talk about Jesus. The only thing in the Bible for you, if you're not born again, is how to get born again. That's it. But I'm not going to have an argument with you when you don't even understand it. Like, I mean, like, this is crazy. So it, it requires faith to perceive the word of God, to be able to see and perceive things that are real, even though you have no sense from 
evidence to support it. So if you have faith to see the word, hear the word, and understand the word of God from a spiritual perspective, then you will be changed by that word that you see, hear, and understand. But you got to approach the word of God with spiritual eyes and spiritual ears so that you can have a spiritual understanding. Put in the spirit, uh, put in the spirit, put in the chat, uh, Lord, thank you for a spiritual understanding. You got to have a spiritual understanding of the word of God. So if it is true from this parable that we're learning, if it is true that Satan comes immediately to snatch away the word that's sown in your heart, if you don't have understanding, then it must also be true that if I have an understanding, Satan can't take it. So put that in the chat. Satan cannot snatch the word from my heart. Why? Because I have a functional understanding of it. Like, let me say it another way. I know too much. I've been through too much. I have too much understanding. I have experiences with God. Satan can't tell me that God is not real. It's too late. Like, I mean, Satan can't take it. I mean, you, what, what, what I have with God, this thing that I got going on with my God and, and, the, and the experiences that I have, come on, man, Satan can't touch that. He can't take it away. Why? Because I got it. I have a functional understanding of it. And now that it's in my heart and now that I've experienced it and now that I understand it, the, the, the Satan can't take it away. And so the word is producing, watch this, a harvest in my life. Why? Because the seed is in my heart and it's working and it's producing sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. I, I'm in a position to receive and retain the word of God because now I have a functional understanding. Spiritual understanding is critical because I've told you like a gazillion times that you will never maximize what you do not understand. Say amen to that. That was my first point. Here's my second point and final point for today. And I'm taking my time because I'm teaching better than you saying amen in the chat. I'm checking out the chat, by the way. All right, you ready? All right, number two. God gave you his spirit for divine understanding. Put this in the chat. Say, Lord, I have divine understanding. God gave me his spirit so that I can have a divine understanding. So while the word of God is extremely powerful, remember we learned yesterday, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything that's seen in the visible was not created by visible things. It was created by invisible things. God created the universe by speaking words. And so, so the word of God is extremely powerful, but the word of God, although it is extremely powerful, it will not benefit you if you do not understand it. The word of God will not benefit you if you do not understand it. This is why, this is why I was so frustrated when I got born again and, and I started to study the word of God. I was like, dog, I went to my, I went to church all these years of my life and I never got an understanding. And I was frustrated because I wasn't really taught. And this is why uh, you got, you got to be careful not to go to church just to be entertained. If you go to church and they stir up your emotions, all right, and they get you to high five your neighbor, <laughs> do three backflips, <laughs> run around with your egg load. You know, that's cool. You can do all that if that's what you want to emote, but you need to leave with some spiritual understanding. What you don't want is to go have a, a, a release of emotions and then have no foundation from the word of God. This is why I'm, I'm so important, you know, focused on having a teaching ministry. Can I preach? Yeah, I can preach. I, I know how to get people emotionally stirred up, but that's not the goal. The goal is to teach people the word of God in a way that they can see and hear and understand so that they can benefit from the word that they understand. Say amen to that. The word of God is not going to benefit you if you don't understand it. And if you fail to understand the word of God, then, then Satan can come, the text is saying, immediately and snatch away the, the word that was sown in your heart. So if your heart is open, Say, my heart is open. Say it. My heart is open. Lord, my heart is open to receiving and receiving spiritual perception. I have spiritual perception and insight. I'm gaining a better understanding. Now, what's happening? 
the more I get insight and wisdom and revelation, knowledge and understanding from the Holy Spirit concerning what the word of God has to say for me, now I can walk in it. Now I get to experience the life that God wants me to experience and I get to leave the impact in this world. Remember, it produces change in me, character development, fruit from me, that's evangelism. So I get to do both. So if you're born again, I want you to know that the author of the book lives in you. Put that in the chat. The author of the book lives in me. So the author of the book lives in me. I have a book right there. Yeah, right there. That's one book. And I have another one that's, well, I have multiple books. But if you talk to me and I'm the author of the book, and people say, oh man, I really love your book. And we start talking. What did you mean in chapter four? What did you mean when you say that? Wow, they're asking me because I'm the author. I wrote it. I should be able to tell you about the book. Well, guess what? You have 66 books in the Bible and the author lives inside of you. So you should spend time with the author. Ask him, hey, what does this mean? Like, I mean, what did you mean right here? When you inspired this through Isaiah, what did what did you mean? When you inspired this through Peter, what did you mean? Ask the author of the book because he is more than capable of giving you a spiritual understanding. God gave you his spirit so that you can know so that you can comprehend, so that you can spiritually understand the things that he's freely given to you, and so that you can have an understanding of the scriptures. So as I close, when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and you open up your Bible and you're like, Lord, speak to me. Lord, I'm reading what you said, but I want to hear what you're saying. It's like the, the, the words leap off the pages and they get down in your heart. And you get through the Holy Spirit, you get a level of insight, a level of clarity, and a level of functional understanding that exceeds human ability. Now, there are some people, thankfully, that are called to do this too for you, like me. So, But I don't want me to replace your personal Bible study. You need to read the Word of God for yourself. But there are some people like me that are actually called to take the Word of God that doesn't make sense to people. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, understand it, process it, and then communicate it back to you. It is God's truth through my personality. So when I take the truth, the eternal truth of God's word, and I put it through the filter of a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> so the way that it comes out, it comes out in a way that people are like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, oh, I get yeah, I got that. Like, like the analogy I just used earlier with my spirit and Monique and you know, all of that stuff. You probably have read First Corinthians chapter two many times. You're like, oh, okay, I got it. I got it now. So, so, so yeah, there are some people that are anointed to break it down this way, but regardless, you still need to read the word of God for yourself. This cannot substitute your own personal time with God. Get the word of God down in your heart, not in your head, down in your heart. And this is how you will receive spiritual wisdom from the Holy Spirit, and you'll be able to apply it and walk in it. Say amen to that. I, I, man, I tried my best to explain this to you, and I believe that many of you got it. If you got it, put it in the chat say, I got it. All right, so now let's close this message out and head into the weekend with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life, speaking words of faith from a believing heart. Open up your mouth and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I'm committed to seeing, hearing, and understanding your word with my spirit, not just my senses. So I know that your word is alive, speaking to my spirit. And I do not need sense realm evidence to validate what you say. I approach your word with spiritual eyes 
and spiritual ears, trusting the Holy Spirit will give me divine understanding. I declare that Satan cannot snatch the word out of my heart because I understand it. And this word is producing a harvest in me and through me. I am born again. The author of the book lives in me. He gives me divine wisdom and spiritual understanding. So thank you, Father, for giving me your spirit, for putting your spirit in me so that I can know and comprehend the unseen realm. And the unseen realm will manifest in my life in a way that everyone is going to be able to see. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. Listen, I took my time. I tried to break this down in a way that you could really get it. Uh, I love you, and I pray that this this series is is gonna is already a blessing to you. Like the parable, the this parable, this is the first parable. I got to teach a lot of parables. This is the first one. I pray that you're already enjoying it. Let me just say this real quick because it's the weekend and I'm about to let you go. This weekend we're celebrating Joshua. My my 16 year old is graduating from high school, about to go to college. We're doing this high school celebration this weekend. Celebrate, uh, you know, whatever you need to celebrate in your life. I pray that. Whatever's going on in your life will be celebrated and appreciated. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Uh, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have a great weekend, y'all. Pay attention to what the, the little video that's about to play. If you're not a partner with our ministry, please try to partner. If you don't have our books, get those books. And then check out the Patreon if you want. I publish uh, private content that for people on a, you know, that wants that want to grow and hear from Isabella and I in a different setting. Check that out as well. I love you. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.